Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. Part of Fansided, we're bringing you everything New Orleans Saints. That includes news, analysis, and, of course, our very own opinions. I'm your host, Dayton Brown, and if you haven't checked out the episode before this, I was joined by Jess Root of Cards Wire, which is part of USA Today, and the Rise Up Sea Red podcast. He helped me preview the Arizona Cardinals side of tomorrow night's game against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. If you guys are going to that game tomorrow, by the way, you can tweet us uh, with some pictures there. At the WDD podcast is our Twitter handle, uh, because we would love to see some of our fans who listen to the show be at that game. Uh, we, we, we just love seeing you guys go out there, and we're obviously going to be jealous of you being at the game, even if it is preseason. But this is episode 202 of today. I'm, again, joined by my fantastic holes, who we'll get to in just a minute. Uh, but first off, a poll that we ran yesterday uh, received 95% of the votes, pretty much in favor of what we were saying. The question was, do you think what Alvin Kamara said in the interview with Bleacher Report was, quote, out of line? 95% of you said no out of 20 votes. So 19 people, no. One person said yes. Um, whoever that one person is, we're going to track it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're, we're, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it seems like everybody is in favor of, uh, of Kamara, especially in Who Dat Nation, which, which makes uh, a ton of sense. Uh, and, and if you guys missed that episode too, it is, uh, uh, just two episodes back. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I'm, as always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Who that? And what's up everybody. I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. I just want to say thanks, Dayton, for the awesome compliment. Likewise, couldn't have had a uh, better, you know, co-host to do this with, but, uh, we're here. We're ready for another amazing episode for you guys. And here's another uh, quick plug if you guys haven't heard already. We have big news. We mentioned a couple episodes ago, but we're here to mention it again for you. The Who Dat Dish podcast now has merch. Yes, you can represent your favorite fansided podcast in real life. So you can find the shirts at swag.fansided.com and just search Who Dat Dish podcast and use code FOOTBALL for 20% off. So... That being said, let's roll right, right on into the podcast, dude. I'm so I'm still so pumped that we have our t-shirts. That's, Me that's too, man. fantastic. Me too. Uh, but again, guys, if if we do end up getting any uh, complimentary ones from Fansider, we'll let you know. Haven't heard back from them yet about that, but uh, just hold tight. If we do get some, we'll be doing some giveaways for them. Um, but if, but if you if you just can't if you can't wait, we really appreciate you guys buying it uh, so far. Uh, apparently, it was uh, uh, we were already growing a lot of people what you said it was like seventh on the yeah i think we're like six now actually we oh, keep on awesome. moving up the the website it's crazy that's awesome we 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 i can't even put into words how much we appreciate that from you guys so so we love the support but anyway let, let's talk more specifically about the saints going into tomorrow night uh it's going to be home game against the arizona cardinals of course and like i mentioned before you can listen to the last episode on this podcast and I discussed with Jess Rue kind of the Cardinal side of things going in the game, who to watch for, what he expected out of uh, Josh Rosen, the rookie sensation quarterback out of um, uh, UCLA. So, uh, but but Tyler, let's just talk about the Saints now, man. Uh, our our beloved New Orleans Saints, there's a lot to look out for. Guys, I'm going to be interested in watching. Obviously, I really want to see what Traquan Smith can do against the secondary because uh, I, from what Jess said, the starters for the Cardinals are going to play a little bit longer uh, than last week, and I'm guessing they're going to play a little bit longer than um, the starters for the Jaguars did in week one. Uh, so with that being said, uh, Cam Meredith is also still going to be out. Uh, well, I think we, we might get to that and do – yeah, we'll, we kind of talked about that yesterday already in the episode. Uh, we might talk about it more later on, but it looks like Meredith is going to be out for the game, so it's going to be more playing time for Traquan Smith, uh, and I'm really interested to see if, if he matches up with either Patrick Peterson – um, or or even a guy out of the uh, safety line. I really like Buda Baker. I really like Antoine Bethea. What he's going to be able to do against this uh, pretty talented secondary that that has some names. 
so I'm looking out for Traquan Smith, uh, and I'm also on the defensive side of the ball looking out. Alex Anzalone, AJ Klein, step up their play a little bit because I, I really want to be more confident in, in that linebacker core we have. We got the names. We have the guys uh, that we want, including Demario Davis and Manti Teo is playing a little bit better. But I really want AJ Klein to turn in the guy we thought he was going to be coming out of Carolina. And I want uh, I want to be a little bit more confident in Anzalone coming off that shoulder injury. And hopefully he might be able to steal a spot from Klein. That'd be something interesting to see. Um, but uh, uh, Tyler, what are you thinking, man? There, I mean, obviously there's a lot to look for. We have n- pretty much yeah. 90 guys playing on the Saints. But yeah, th- there's a few more interesting storylines. Yeah, there is. And uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I agree wholeheartedly, you know, about Klein. I think, you know, he's a player that I think everybody would like to see, you know, uh, I wouldn't say take that next step, but, you know, uh, make that leap and really just making that Saints uh, linebacker group that much better. Um, It's funny. You mentioned, you know, everything with the quarterbacks about the Cardinals. It's crazy. They have Sam Bradford. They have Josh Rosen. But the Saints are crazy, too. We have no clue who's going to be the uh, who's going to take the apparent throne from Drew Brees when he retires. So. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Taysom Hill again. You know, if he uh, you know, stays consistent, you know, he had a pretty fair you know showing against the Jaguars. You know, uh, had a lot of uh, run plays uh, designed for him. He did really well there. You know, he made some good throws. Unfortunately, there were some drops by the receivers. But, you know, he looked pretty good. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing um, JT Barrett and how he does. You know, I think there's... Um, some plays where, you know, he obviously needs to, I wouldn't say mature, but he needs to step up a bit, you know, and just makes, uh, make the design play, uh, design throws he's supposed to do. And, you know, and I, I'm looking forward to the quarterback play. That's yeah. what I'm getting. I think, you know, uh, it's going to be an interesting showing, uh, tomorrow against the Cardinals. But, yeah. um, as far as some other players, I'm looking forward to see, Oh, let's see here. There's a ton. You know, it's funny. You mentioned Traquan Smith. I'm actually looking at a different wide receiver, a fan fa- favorite, actually, and that's going to be Keith Kirkwood. Mm. You know, he's someone at the bottom of the list. I think, you know, if uh, maybe if Cam Meredith, you know, stays injured for longer than we expect, you know, maybe that'll force the Saints' hand to uh, keep more receivers. And I could see Keith Kirkwood, uh, you know, uh, maybe making this roster if he steps up. Yeah. So I'd love to see that. And let's you know, see, a guy on the defensive side. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, I was just going to say, you know what's funny? The Cardinals have Christian Kirk, and we have... Uh, Keith uh, Kirkwood. Yeah, Keith Kirkwood. It's, it's just so funny. Uh, it just... Yeah. Wow. And I think, I'm pretty sure they both went to Texas A&M, too. So that, that's weird. That is very anyway, weird. Anyway, conti- continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're you're fine, man. I love the similarities. But um, another guy, I think, like, for me, I'm just looking for, like, consistent play. I would love to see out of the defensive line... Especially in Trey Hendrickson against a different team and Mitchell uh, Lowen. I, I'm going to pronounce that name wrong so many times. Those two guys, I'd love to see a bigger push from or just the same pressure. So yeah, I think you pronounced it right. I think, I think, I think hopefully it's either Lewin or Lowen. But uh, oh, I, I also totally forgot to mention, um, I've, I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but you guys know my Twitter for the most part, so you've probably already seen, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, because it's not really conflicting interest, it's just a different site. But for those of you that don't know, I do write for NFLanalysis.net, uh, which is part of USA Today Sports. It's a, it's a brand-new startup uh, analysis network for, obviously, NFL writers. Um, and uh, on there, uh, this past week, a couple days ago, I came out with an article titled uh, Three Players to Watch for the Saints Going Up Against the Cardinals. And I'll just quickly mention it. Obviously, you said Taysom Hill. I agree. I think Taysom Hill, after his performance week one, not very often you see – even in preseason, a Saints quarterback lead the team in both rushing and passing, and uh, he'll, he'll did both. So it's going to be, I, I think he'll get a little bit more playing time in the game, so he'll have more opportunities to show us what he's made of. Jonathan Williams, 
had 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 a rushing touchdown, um, pretty much the game winning rushing touchdown against the Jaguars last week. He's going to be fighting for playing time when Ingram is out and just for a roster spot. Fourth, third guy. Um, Boston Scott's obviously in the mix too, but I think Jonathan Williams is the name to look out for. And uh, Natrell Jamerson, uh, or, or Jamerson. I'm pretty sure it's, uh, yeah, it's Natrell. Jamerson maybe? I think it's Jamerson. Jamerson? Uh, I haven't heard his name on the broadcast enough. I've heard it said two different ways, so I'm not 100% sure. But rookie defensive back. <laughs> He's competing for playing time both on defense and special teams, of course, as well as uh, kick return and punt return. He's, he's, he's one of those guys uh, with the you know who's who's competing for the rose, so to speak, as what Sean Payne described it. So he, he he's a uh, he's a uh, obviously we drafted him in the uh, fifth round, so he's going to be interesting to see if he's going to have some uh, you know an elevated role uh, that that mm-hmm. we don't get to see a lot out of uh, fifth round defensive backs on this team. So uh, watch out for Jamerson tonight. I'm interested to see what what he's got. Yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, it's funny, uh, even though he was taken so late, too, you know, uh, people still mention, you know, how talented he is, you know, how much playmaking ability he has. And it's just funny that who would have thought that the Saints would have such a deep secondary, you know, especially this year of all things, you know, and so many different playmakers and everything. But did you have any other players you want to mention, you think, that we should look forward to tonight or or Um... tomorrow? Mm, obviously, we're going to talk about it in just a second. Obviously, defensive ends are going to be key to key to look yeah. out for. Um, ba- Will Clapp is he going to bounce back from from that uh, performance true, against Jacksonville, true. where he, he he got he got played a couple times by those defensive guys, just yeah. absolutely whiffed on a couple of blocks. Um, but yeah, That's a nice I, way of saying it. <laughs> I think both the defensive line and the offensive line are going to be interesting to watch because you know the the trenches. Football is one in the trenches, so that, that always always going to be interesting to watch those guys. For sure. So uh, I don't have really any more players either. But, yeah, guys, just make sure to check out those players. Let us know, too. If you guys have anybody that you're looking forward to for this game, uh, just make sure to tweet us at the WDD Podcast on Twitter. So so uh, let's uh, move right into our next topic. So uh, this one's actually a bit of an interesting one, sort of ongoing if, for that uh, for that matter. Uh, we call it the defensive end dilemma. So originally, uh, I guess maybe like a day ago, <laughs> Dayton and I were holding our breath because we were very nervous because of uh, the Saints star on the other side of Cameron Jordan, Alex Hokafor went down in practice, and things didn't look good. He got up, uh, got up and walked off on his own will, but, you know, the last time that happened, he tore his ACL, so we were pretty worried. And luckily, uh, Saints reporters and Ian Rappaport later came out saying that it was, thank the Lord, just a sprained ankle and a bone bruise. But with that being said, though, when I was texting Dayton, we were like, well, this is still a conversation we need to have. Who would we rather have, you know? Uh, Alex Okafor or Marcus Davenport? And this brings up a great reason because with this injury happening, Okafor is still expected to miss time now. Uh, how much time? We're not sure. But it brings up the question, who would you rather have? An experienced edge rusher, you know, or a, a raw rookie who has a high ceiling? So, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Dayton? Uh, coming into this season, um, opposite Cam Jordan for, for whatever reason, is still up in the air. We thought it was going to be addressed with the drafting of DeMar- or, uh, of Marcus Davenport. Uh, we thought, you know, o- Okafor, obviously, when a guy comes off a, a an injury as serious as, uh, you know, what he suffered last year, it's hard to expect him to bounce back 100%. But that's what it sounded like coming into training camp. Sounded like he was going to get a starting job back because he was good to go. Mm-hmm. And then he hits the setback. Marcus Davenport, we still don't know. We we, we want, I don't think we will fully know 
what Davenport is going to be contributing for us in the regular season until week one, and then until all yeah. that injury stuff is released. We really won't know. Hopefully, we get to see him tomorrow night. Who knows, though? But, uh, yeah, it's still up in the air. It's still a big, fat question mark opposite Cam Jordan, opposite that all pro. So, if both Davenport and Okafor, let's say let's say we're out a few weeks in the regular season because they're both injured, um, I, I, I'm I taking Trey Hendrickson. Give, give, give me Hendrickson there. I think that he's he's got the size for it. Um, he's got the, I think he's played alongside this defensive line and been mentored by Cam Jordan a little bit or, or enough at least to be considered. Uh, I, I think he is experienced enough to, to start there. Um, granted, uh, this is only second year in the league, but, um, I, I still think that he, he, he fantastic talent. I'd rather have him there. Obviously we still have Kikaha, uh, who's going to be, uh, a guy to keep out for. He, I, I believe he's that veteran pass rusher. And then uh, Al Caden Muhammad, we haven't heard a lot out of him. We haven't seen a lot out of him, other than he did start last week. Didn't play a whole lot, but he did start last week. Um, and and that'd be interesting to see. But if I had to pick a guy, I'm going Trey Hendrickson, um, and he's got to step up in the game. That's a guy that we're gonna need to watch out for. But I'm just hoping that 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 Okafor is healthy. Um, Davenport again, he's he's more so a project player, and it sounds more and more so we're gonna have to just let this year ride out. Don't expect too much out of Davenport, and that's what I'm preparing myself for. So, uh, Trey Hendrickson and Alex Okafor are the two guys I'm counting on to fulfill that question opposite Cam Jordan. I know you like Hendrickson a lot. I'm sure you yeah. agree with me a little bit, but but what are you thinking? It's funny, you know, and the Saints are in such an interesting dilemma right now, you know, and you've got like a defensive end, like like we've said before, you've put a lot of picks into. A lot of high hopes, you know, hoping that hopefully he'll be the one, he'll be the savior for the Stephens, you know, and it's always been the same, it's always been the same story. Not enough pressure on the other side, Cameron Jordan isn't getting the help he needs to really make this defense like a top 10, a top 15, you know, game-changing defense. And, you know, now you finally have a few players that can do that, you know, one gets injured, might be out for a month, a few weeks, the other one... Hopefully it's getting better. So like, I just want to talk quickly about um, you know, just both sides of the coin because it's really crazy because you have somebody in Okafor who has the experience, who's been in the league for plenty of years, knows what to do, did it pretty well last year. You know, when people have doubted him before, when people haven't exactly expected much of him, and, and yet he's surpassed that limit. He surpassed the bar. But then you have somebody too. You know, you took in the first round in Davenport that. You know, is a bit raw, you know, a bit raw saying that politely, but has the athleticism, has the size, hopefully, to, you know, make an impact. So it's just crazy. It's funny. Uh, the way you said it with Davenport, I'm hopefully, I'm going I'm to disagree with you for a bit. I'm actually expecting a lot more. I think hopefully, you know, with everything said and done, hopefully he's good to go by week one. And if Okafor isn't, I, I, I hope he starts. I think somehow, some way. If he gets reps between now and the time, week one, you know, when we play the Bucks, I hope he beats Hendrickson because if he can, they'll just go to, they'll just say how much he's improved, how much he's grown in these few weeks, you know, and I think it's just crazy right now, you know, what's been going on with the defensive ends, and I think you're right, though. I think Hendrickson needs to step up. I think the rest of the defensive line uh, needs to step up. You know, when one guy goes down, somebody needs to come back up and help him, you know, and there needs to be that pressure on the other end. And heck, you know, we never even mentioned it before, but right now we sort of have three interior D linemen fighting for two spots, mm. you know, on the on the depth chart, the roster, 
it said that Onyemata and Rankins were both uh, starting, you know, like splitting time. What if we throw one of them on at defensive end? That could be something, you know, and but I don't know. It's it's really crazy right now. And hopefully everything gets better for the Saints as weeks to come, though. But I think yeah. definitely people need to step up, though. That's for sure. Rank- if people think- are hurt. I agree. I don't think Rankins is mobile enough to uh, be defensive end, but I do like yeah. the, the thought of maybe Onyemata stepping up. But uh, for Davenport, the, the, this oh, I, I really hope this comes back to bite me because I really want to be wrong about this. How I'm viewing it, though, I don't think he'll come close to double-digit sacks uh, uh, oh, this, probably this not. season. Uh, it's going to be tough. Um, I know a lot of people are expecting that out of him, but uh, I think I, I, I don't think he'll – I think a sweet spot four to six sacks for, yeah, for just needs to make an impact for this year. And, um, Oh, I mean, hopefully he gets more playing time than I'm suspecting him to get. But again, with the, the pulled groin or, or whatever that muscle is that he pulled being just totally unknown at this point, uh, on top of, you know, we, we just haven't seen him in action yet. And it kind of worries me, but, uh, uh, yeah, it just sounds more and more like he's going to be more so a project player than a, a suspected starter, uh, moving forward in the season. And, that still leaves the the door kind of open there, at least for this season, as to who is going to you know take that spot opposite Cam Jordan. Um, for sure. What 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 doesn't suck as much, or, or I, I I take that back. What does suck even more than our our, our defensive end uh, situation we got going on is the new helmet rule by the NFL. Absolutely terrible. I was just talking to Jess about it. There's a rookie safety for them. Totally forgot his name now. Of course, my bad. But rookie safety for the Cardinals. You guys have seen this clip. Uh, absolutely clean tackle textbook stuff gets called for lowering his helmet uh that was the cardinals game against the chargers last week uh just absolutely unbelievable and we've seen it occur a couple more times in preseason we were afraid this was going to happen uh once we heard the rule change we knew we just knew that the nfl was 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 going to just botch this and not make it better for player safety just make it worse for audiences uh and and really players for that matter playing the game uh so it's really unfortunate hopefully it doesn't affect the saints but I don't know, man. How, how how irked does this new rule make you? It's funny. I'm actually watching it right now. If you guys want to see the clip, uh, search Brad Kelly. That's the person that tweeted it, at Brad Kelly 17 on Twitter. Uh, he wrote textbook in quotes profile tackle in space. Now called the penalty in the NFL, and people are just like yeah. they're typing paragraphs. It's like and the gifts are insane of how ridiculous this penalty is, and it's. I'll tell you one thing, you know, if it affected the Cardinals, it's going to affect the Saints. You're going to see somebody like A.J. Klein, Anzalone, uh, you know, Demarle Davis even probably make this tackle and get called for it and just give opposing teams first downs several times because of it, you know, yeah. and like it's it's ridiculous, you know, and like he doesn't even lower his head. That's the funny part. You know, he just makes a clean tackle when yeah. this happens, but it's ridiculous. They need to fix it. Like the world will be a better, a better place when this rule is gone like i could see the point for obviously player safety is very important you know uh all the concussions and everything players have had from the dawn of football to now it's it's crazy you need to stop but creating crazy plays like or creating crazy um penalties like this is just it's uncalled for but it it, it seems as though fans know more about the fact that hey a runner can actually lower his body so that when, when a defensive back, because that's the thing, a lot of the times defensive backs, when they start to tackle, the running back is not going to be in the same position they were when he started. Even though that's like a you know split-second type thing, the running back is still going to change the position of his body nine times out of ten we're going to tackle him. So 
if, if, if you're just tackling him and at your point of tackling, your head is on his chest, the, the running back could lower his head like that. And it's it's helmet to helmet, or it looks like you're lowering your helmet, looks like you're targeting whatever it may be. And it seems like fans understand that more so than referees in the rule committee. And I think ultimately that's what's going to ruin this because, um, and 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 that I think that play hopefully will become an outlier. Uh, that 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 Cardinals tackle hopefully that will become an outlier. But hopefully, um, it, it did seem like it, it kind of falls into what I was talking about. The running back changed his position from when the defensive back started to tackle him to when he actually made contact with him. Looked like he was either lowering his helmet or targeting. Uh, actually, in that play, it, it didn't look like that at all. E- even if you put it in slow motion, really, you, you can't really say, oh, yeah, that's that's a you know uh, penalty. Uh, not not really, but uh, that that's what's going to preview, I think, what we're going to see a lot um, it, it, coming up into the season. And it just it disappoints me because you think the NFL would, would have made it better by now. It's kind of like the catch rule. Yeah. It's just kind of like a sm- snowball effect because they they messed up a while ago with with creating new rules surrounding it when it was already perfectly fine beforehand. Um, and, exactly. and obviously with the concussions and CTE, the the hitting is a little bit more of a um, concern than you know whether or not the guy caught a ball in terms of player safety. But it, it falls under the same rules, you know, it's a snowball effect. They try to fix it, and the more they fix it, the more they just make it worse and more confusing for fans. And it seems like they're making it more confusing for referees too because. They're usually never consistent with these calls, so I'm a little bit disappointed. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we're gonna have to wait till next off season if we want to see any changes. So that's disappointing. Yeah, and you know if they, you know, I think it would take something drastic for them to really change it this year. You know, but um, as of right now, you know, with that being said, you know, with the tackling thing, you know, with like you mentioned the other penalties and everything, you know, it's just like. It's almost like there's an underlying cause that, like, the NFL is almost like a joke, you know? They, they Obviously, they have good intentions of making everything better, but in the end, they're only making it worse. You know, I don't think they realize, but it seems like the players are realizing it. The refs uh, surely aren't, you know? Uh, the rest of the NFL isn't, but the fans are realizing it. You know, like, they're making it worse, you know? And there's only so much you can do to an NFL game to a point where you're changing football, you know, down to its core. You know, I, I find that find that really crazy you know and the nfl is almost becoming a joke at this point but it's sad to say you know and with that being said though let's let's switch things up to something on a brighter note you know it has to do with the new orleans saints why we love them so much we started uh last episode a couple episodes ago you know and this is just another reminder of why this new orleans saints team is so awesome and why you know we love them so much you know in case you guys forgot uh, last year, last season, the Saints made the playoffs. And you want to know why they made the playoffs? Because of a good guy named Drew Brees, the GOAT, the Hall of Famer soon to be. And the 39-year-old legend, you know, with some awesome kids and awesome wife and even better talent at throwing the football, leads the Saints every year, you know, to at least a 500. Obviously, you need some other parts to get, get them there to the playoffs. But the dude is a beast, you know, and this year, hopefully it's the game I'm going to, the Redskins game, mm. uh, week five, hopefully he breaks the record, but, uh, you know, the passing yards record. But it just it goes to further show how much he is to go. You know, forget Tom Brady, forget Aaron Rodgers, forget everybody else. Jubilees is the GOAT, okay? Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why I love my New Orleans Saints, because of Jubilees. I will continue to love the Saints, so even when he's gone, unfortunately. But as of right now, I'm, I'm living in the moment. Drew Brees is amazing, and that's my player who, you know, uh, I love the Saints so much. And last week I mentioned Thomas Morstead, so. I freaking love Drew Brees. Uh, for me, I do too. 
I'm going to go with the guy who protects his blind side, Teron Armstead. I don't know if you guys saw hey. him on Twitter. He was giving away some extra tickets to the Saints preseason game. First off, he was, the, the, the enthusiasm he had in his first tweet talking about being back in the Dome uh, uh, for this preseason because tomorrow's the first home game for the Saints uh, just made me so happy because I, 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 you know, sometimes you forget how yeah, we all know that fans are excited about the Saints, but it, it warms my heart to see Saints players excited to be back in the Dome playing football. Uh, it really means a lot to to hear it from those guys. Um, and and all, so what he also did is he had some extra tickets and he did some trivia. Um, Alvin Kamara helped him out a little bit. One of the questions pertained to uh, Alvin Kamara's first 100-yard rushing game. Um, and so so shout out to Toronto Armstead giving away. I believe it was uh, uh, three tickets that he ended up um, giving away to to Saints fans. So that was, yeah, was fantastic cool. to see. Um, and, you know, when, when when athletes do that period, it's great. But to see it from your own team, that's awesome. Um, actually, he has two more tickets to give away. He tweeted three hours ago, and he hasn't given away. the So, so far, he's given away two tickets, and he's yet to um, uh, give away two others. So uh, there is a best caption contest going on for a picture on Twitter if you guys want to follow him, at T underscore Armstead 72, if you're interested in that, if you haven't already uh, uh, seen that yet. But uh, yeah, that, very that, good on that. that's why I love it. And also shout out to Kamara for, for helping out Armstead with that um, and, and being part of the fun. Um, but uh, guys, that's all the time that we have for this episode. It was great. Second one of the day. Uh, be sure to check out the first one, like I said, with Jess Rue. Um, and passing it off to you, Tyler, for the sign-off. We missed you the last episode, but glad <laughs> you're back. Yeah, silly HP computers. Only <laughs> if you knew that uh, uh, it didn't take uh, what feels like hours to uh, load up a computer when it's rebooting and stuff. But with that being said, though, um, make sure first, uh, before you check out any of our social media, if you guys are a fan of the show and do want to support us in a way that, you know, represents us as a whole in real life, make sure to check out our merch. Uh, like I said right now, it's 20% off uh, with the code FOOTBALL, and you can find it on... Uh, oh, he, uh, you, it's com, I believe. It's, I yeah swag.fanside.com sorry go. it was all mixed in in a paragraph and I could not read it but there you go swag.fanside.com yeah so as far as where you can follow us on our social media you can check out Dayton myself and the podcast as a whole on Twitter you can check out uh, the podcast account on Twitter at the WDD podcast you can follow my other great co-host on the other side of the mic at Dayton underscore Brown underscore on Twitter. You can follow myself at Raymond Tyler M. Make sure to check out Who That Dish online. Just Google WhoThatDish.com. You will find them and read their amazing articles by Dan and our fabulous editor, Roy Anderson. Hopefully me in the future. I need to get back into it. But, um, yeah. And make sure to check out uh, where you can find these podcast episodes. Not only on iTunes. Just search, uh, you know, on the podcast app. If you have an iPhone, you know, just search Who That Dish. You'll find us. And on Spreaker, the amazing website that uses us you know the platform to put all these amazing episodes out for you guys so appreciate the love and support it's been awesome again thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode and last uh, and if you haven't already be sure to check that out because there's a lot of great insight by jess concerning the cardinals and, and what to watch out for from the opposing team tomorrow's game takes place it's going to be 7 p.m central time 8 p.m eastern going to be in the superdome again if you're going to the game let us know tweet us at the wdd podcast we'd love to see pictures or just know that you're at the game and you're a supporter of the show 
Um, yeah, home against the Cardinals, first home game of the preseason. You'll probably see a lot more starters play this time around than he did when they were in Jacksonville. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Great to have Saints football back. And uh, we're really excited here at the podcast. Three episodes this week just absolutely shows our excitement. Uh, we, we, we just love talking Saints football. And we love when yeah, you guys do. are part of the conversation. So be sure to uh, get on that if you haven't already. But again, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you early next week when we um, are able to uh, review the game from the Saints and Cardinals, maybe try to get something out even earlier than that. We'll see what what time allows us. But, uh, yeah, at the latest, early next week, we'll be recapping what happened at the game. Hopefully the Saints win. We talked about score predictions in the last episode. If if you're looking for score predictions, it's with my episode with Jess. Um, But, again, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. And, as always, who who dat?